This is Akafe. Laura Marie and Jessica Marie proudly present A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, a podcast. Fair warning, everything the hosts say is explicit, full of spoilers and adult content and shall not be used against them. They have opinions. Let's try not to drag anyone for expressing themselves and just have fun for an hour. We all deserve it. This episode contains spoilers from The Cruel Prince, Queen of Nothing, and The Priory of the Orange Tree, with brief mentions of Akamath, Crescent City, and The Black Witch Chronicles. For full list of brief spoiler-free mentions, please check out our show notes. Hi, everybody, and welcome to A Court of Fandoms and Exploration, your weekly deep dive into the YA literature and fandoms that we love. I'm Laura Marie. Jessica Marie is here, too. And this is part two of Akafe Welcomes Literary Libra. That is our wonderful friend, Samantha. We are talking about movies, we're talking about books, and we're talking about absolutely everything. So please enjoy. in the conversation, Samantha, you were talking about your thesis and about how you like your thesis and how it was, it was this like, it was a very important thing for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like what, what was that? You know what's so wild is that if this podcast had happened like two days before, I wouldn't be able to tell, okay, so let's, I'm going to tell you something. So like my thesis, so this is what I liked about being back home in Florida for my last year of my graduate degree was that I got to make something within a vacuum. So I always knew I wanted my, I always knew I wanted my last thing I ever did in academia to be about my mom in some degree, because she's always supported me my whole life. She was the one that when I was like in high school, she's the one that told me like, Pero Sammy, I think of you like a director. Like I see you in like in movies, directing movies. And I'm not, and this is my mom's accent. She's Latin. Um, so I always knew I wanted to do that, but I knew I wanted to specifically cover a topic that is, and we talked about something earlier. I think it was you, Laura, who talked about like fetishizing or glorifying violence. So one of my biggest issues I see, especially like with like single women is like the way that abuse or like spousal abuse is depicted in film, where we always see the couple once the abuse has commenced. And then we look at the woman and the audience and the way that it's written and the way that it's developed is just like, well, why doesn't she leave him? And then we judge her for not leaving him. Or we look at single, like, and we look at single moms and we talk about like children having daddy issues, but we don't talk about the men who left and their like shortcomings of being humans and like their responsibilities. And so when I looked at, and so I was raised by a single mom. And my film is called La Casita de la Mariposa, and it is a magical realism film. It's called The House of the Butterfly. And essentially what this is, is that it's almost, it's talking about the night my mother left my father, but as told through a fairy tale. So you're seeing three generations of this woman. So you're seeing her as a little girl, you're seeing her as a mother, and you're seeing her mother and the connection they all have. And it's all in Spanish. But in particular, what I wanted to discuss, and this is something I've noticed, like, I, I've talked about this a lot with, like, women that are, like, um, probably, like, our parents and, like, our parents' parents' generations, is that prior to, like, our generation, our time, 
a woman was born assumed to be a mother assumed to be married and then once jobs and things were in the market like an assistant school teacher a maid these were the things that were happening and even if you did have those jobs like that's not what people assumed so something i noticed is that when you're a little girl you are or boy or whatever i i just i can only speak from my own experience when you're a little girl you're tucked away at night with stories of like once upon a time there was a princess named laura and there was another princess named jessica and she met her prince charming and they lived happily ever after but how many women go through divorce how many women have suffered abuse how many women have not met their prince charming and so the like log line in my film is like what if you meet prince charming and he ends up being a villain and so the the topic like the main thesis of the film that i'm trying to dissect in like 20 minutes is that is like the systemic way that we like raise our girls to like you know one day you'll meet a prince and get married but it's also the same groups of women like your mothers your aunts and uncles that basically tell you we'll like stick it out it's going to be fine stick it out like it's better to be unhappily married than to be a single mom on your own and i it's this film is very bright and colorful it's very beautiful there's dance sequences there's there's um a dreamscape like there we built a 9 foot by 9 foot castle in the middle of the desert in california um and basically it is a love letter to my mother because my mother broke that cycle my mother left my father and raised us on her own and my sister is now a tax attorney and i'm living in los angeles and i have like the privilege of having a dream and and so i wrote it as a love letter to my mother but mostly i wrote it as like a love letter to all single mothers and like specifically something that in was in the film that like um was very important to me which is why i said the fetishize they when you said like to fetishize violence is that um the spatial abuse is very very little it is 2 seconds of the film and there is no physical contact and because it was very important for me that that was not the main focus of the story the main focus of the story was these women and the way that like we love our children we want them to have the most we also are afraid of them being alone and afraid of like the unknown of what that can be um and so that was my thesis and the reason why i say this is funny that we have this podcast today and I, i fidget a lot i'm sorry um the reason why i say it's funny is that i'm in this like place with diagnomore where i'm editing and i kind of was like i had a day to myself yesterday and i was like you know what i've had this like book i've wanted to i've wanted to write since 2018 it's a contemporary like kind of romance um what are i just outline it like what are i just outline it today and then Seven hours later, I have like the first like fifteen thousand words of this new contemporary romance book, and I was like, "Why is this so? E- why is this happening so easily right now?" And it's in the same vein of like like a cita de la mariposa, and I just was very like, "Whoa, this is hilarious! This is very cool, and it's very intimate." Um, and so yeah, it's just something that I'm I'm kind of like developing and working on, but it's very brand new. But I, you are the first people to know about it. So. honored that is Thank amazing you. oh my I'm gosh so, like so exciting and it's just like you literally had to put a pin in it and you're like i i have these thoughts i have these thoughts mm-hmm. let me get them all down on paper before yeah. like they kind of like go in when you're out the other cuz we're all over the place all the time no <laughs> yeah. that's so and you know i think people who like the people who are judging and making like commentary of expectations it's 
the first people who haven't been exposed to a certain lived experience, it's always easier said when it's not happening to you. And then if in, you know, when or if that situation you do ever find yourself in, that's when you're like, oh, well, this is this is different when the shoe's on the other foot. Like, I didn't realize it isn't as easy as, well, why don't you just like, like it's a whole, it's a whole, it's so much deeper than, it, it's not just black and white. It's not. And that's, that's, yeah, genuinely. Yeah. That's just, that's kind of what I was trying to do with it. But the, re- but I was really grateful I got to make it in a vacuum because it was so weird through making that movie. So my whole crew accidentally, by the way, this happened accidentally. My whole crew making that movie um, was female. Um, and, but in all different cultures. So like I had, like, it was all like, it, it was mainly an Asian crew, but there was also like, I, like I had a, my Turkish AD and then like, I had, um, like my casting director who is a American woman, white woman in, in her sixties. And like, what's so funny to me is that like, I started off making this story about my mother and like my own irritation with the way that these like relationships are portrayed on screen. And then I started like connecting with these people because, they all experienced fathers of this nature or like their mothers raised them this way, like in the sense of like, you know, single moms, like on her own and like blah, blah, blah. And so all these people came together and like, I, I ended up having like a, like a call with um, my DP and her mom and my mom. And we were all on this call together and these two moms and like my DP is Chinese and my mother's Peruvian and these two mothers we never met before. They have so such different human beings, such different walks of life and everything connected so heavily on their ex-husbands that like one of the scenes in this movie was actually very much inspired by the mother of my DP. Um, but it still flows. And the reason why I say I'm glad I was in a vacuum is because when I was like workshopping this and pitching it to people in my school, um, they didn't really like, I don't want to say they didn't get it. It's just that they didn't like, um, they weren't, they weren't like really as excited about it. They were kind of like, I don't really know how to like help you because I don't really understand what you're trying to do. Um, I just don't really see it. And then I had this moment where, so when you get your thesis, when you get your MFA, um, basically there was just a lot of like, we trust you. You got it. You got it. Okay. Who's next? And um, cause I was very adamant. I knew I wanted to make it in Spanish. I knew I wanted it to be magical realism. I knew I wanted it to all these things. And when I got to my thesis committee, so when you, when you present it, so do you guys, well, when you, when you present a thesis, um, you have to go to a committee and this committee like basically like gives you feedback and also like tells you like their own opinions and like, it has to basically approve your thesis. Right. And so I'm on the zoom cause it's, it's COVID and my whole crew is there and we're waiting with our first time presenting our film after like the first edit with like placeholder music and my thesis committee i had never i've never said this before i've never ever ever felt or like used gender or anything of that nature as like an example but everyone in my thesis committee was a white man over the age of 60 um and they all were just like why was your character like why was the husband so mean i don't think that's what your film is about <sighs> i just feel like you should like not i i think you should you should play away from that a bit more i think you're taking away from the overall story of your film and everyone in my crew was like whoa and i and i really 
had my my gutsy moment and I just was like, whoa, whoa, I'm so sorry. But has anyone here read my script? Like, does has anyone here like that that is exactly the purpose of my film was this. And I had this moment and I said this and I swear I said this because they were very much just very adamantly like it they they just very adamantly like um well like not understanding why he had to be that way. And they said something to me that they were like, well, I guess some cultures are different. And I went, whoa, whoa, gentlemen, I have to cut you off because I don't think you meant it the way that it sounded. So I'm going to cut you off. And I'm just going to say this. As a woman of my age, I have not seen much of the world. I have not lived much of my life. I have not lived a fraction of what all of you have had here combined. So if, if I and my age have countless women who agree with this film and like see themselves in this narrative, and you are going to look at me and say, you've never heard of this, you've never seen this, or you've never even conceptualized the nature of a woman being treated this way, then I highly believe you're either lying to yourself, you're lying to me, or you're part of the problem. problem. And they all just sat silent. And then my editing professor chimed in and he was like, well, what if you do this? What if you do that? And I was like, thank you. That's enough of this today. Thank you so much. I, I just was very like, so I don't know. I had a very powerful moment in that. And I've been receiving very good accolades in the festival circuit. And like, I'm very proud of it. And it's, it's, I'm, I got to show it to my mom for the first time. And, I, and she cried and it was like a very intimate moment. That was going to be my question. If you um, had shown it to your mom. Yeah, I did. But I specifically waited until everything was done and everything was ready. And then we had a moment where, and like, where it was just like the two of us and I showed it to her on our TV at home and she cried and she cried, but it was like a sob, like from within also, cause she's like watched all my movies. So it was weird. She like cried because she felt very like, she told all of her friends, she told all of her friends that like, well, Sammy's making a movie about me, you know, Sammy, <laughs> she's doing her thesis and it's, about, about me <laughs> all friends are like that's so cool okay like, like, but I, like okay. it's such a flex from like for a mom i feel like my daughter's talking about me what's your daughter doing exactly. <laughs> that was exactly like what she was like that's exactly what she was doing and like so it was really nice so she was on one point very proud of me as a, from a mom one point feeling very like seen and everyone, everything in the script I had shown her beforehand, she okayed everything. So like, it, this is, I was very respectful of my mom. And then on the other side, she was very um, proud of me because she has seen my work from like the very, very beginning to now. So I'm like, so, and like, I'm so happy for you. And I'm so like angry at the patriarchy at the same Trying time. Trying to mansplain your so movie to you. Right. <laughs> like, can you, you are a goddess because I would have gone nuclear like oh my goodness i just i just immediately was just like the conversation has to end now the conversation and, must to, end. and to be so eloquent and explicit yes. to, to, and to, to push back to say Ex- excuse you yes hold <laughs> up yeah because this woman would have been too stunned to speak but that is actually happening <laughs> But, um, but, but, but I am very excited because like in the coming, in the coming months or so, um, because the festival circuit's only just now begun. Like we started, we entered in like October. So we have like a full circuit until October, but, um, in the coming months or so, like I'll be posting like the trailer for it to be able to see more of it. So, yeah. Is there, and maybe this is just me being selfish (laughs) in a zoom world, there's a lot of festivals who are still like pay this fee and you'll get an access link to view the film 
is there a way that we can do that so we can like, you know, contribute to you and this, this, you know, the person that we want to support and love and just be so excited about this film. I'll do you one better. Once the circuit's over, I would love to show it to you. Honor. I am beyond. Yeah. Beyond. That is amazing. That is incredible. Oh my God. I'm honored by the by the kindness. I'm honored by the fact that you invited me here and that you care about what I have to say. So thank you so much for that. Oh my god, for being a voice for so many people. Yeah, like, for your mom, for for just women. Like this is huge. And of course, the only people who don't see that are the people who aren't impacted. Don't know what this is. Their eyes are closed. It's like I don't know what part of like everybody has like different nuance, like different parts of TikTok. But I'm currently going through the part where it's like the women's parody on the men's podcast TikTok. <gasps> I as I as like an alpha male. You can do that, love by the way. It. Love it. And okay. the best part is like us as women, we know that it's satire. However, it's also like infuriating because at the same time, it's not. It's not because that those conversations that we're mocking are actually happening. You so that's this, right. Like you've seen grown men like say the craziest shit. And I'm just like, you almost feel like it's a bad SNL skit. And yeah, yeah, you're like, no, this is fake, right? This, this, no. But, and and, you know, and then they have, they have their bros. Yep. You know, just typing them up. That's exactly, you know, exactly what I mean, bro. It's. Have you seen that? Okay, there's this TikToker, there's this woman who she's this gorgeous woman. And basically the whole thing that she does is that she's like on her phone and she's talking to someone off camera and she's like asking a question that's like inherently like sexist or feminist. And it's like, so it's like, do you think women should be able to have male friends? And there's someone off the camera that's like a guy. It's always the same guy. And she's and he's like, no, absolutely not, because all guys are gonna wanna. And then the question goes, so should men be able to have female friends? And then the and then the video ends, and it's like that's her whole thing is that she'll ask a question, and then it's she'll ask the this, double like, standard of yes. you know the expectations of it all, right? Yeah, but it's a whole thing on her TikTok. The whole pan- channel is like all these double standards we have for gender, and it's it just yeah, yeah, it's that's amazing. Laura and I had briefly talked about it in our like we had like a villains episode where we were saying and. This goes to Taylor Swift and her Netflix special where she talks about and it brings up the clip of an interview that she did where the double standard that comes from men and women and men are ambitious. Women are calculating and men can not have to reinvent themselves, but women constantly have to be reinventing themselves to make to just make themselves be relevant. And that's constantly happening. And you see you see it all the time and the content creators and there's one con uh, there's one creator and i don't know who she is but i i do follow her she does she does um not the stitching the duets where she duets men she has a whole series called like duetting men who do the bare minimum and it's either like them just like doing flexing in the bathroom mirror or like that's all they're doing and she does it as a woman and she's like this is what y'all look like just to prove a point that women would be criticized if they did the same exact thing as men. Mm-hmm. 1000%. And also I would like it if you sent me one of these videos. Cause I would I like, to- well, I, I'm sure like, because I'm my FBI agent will hear the voice and it'll, yeah, come, we'll up get, we'll the- <laughs> it'll come up this week or something. <laughs> um, so we absolutely 
love and cherish everything that you have to say and all of your opinions. So as a woman uh, filmmaker, as a woman author, uh, are there any films, TV shows or books that are like coming out that you are excited about? Or I know it's like award season, like Oscar season, like anything, anything. Yes. Um, If you haven't seen Parallel Mothers with Penelope Cruz, I highly recommend you do. It's the new Pedro Almodovar. Oh my God, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, film. It's a Spanish film. Um, also, I'm excited to watch Cyrano when it comes out. I feel like everyone needs to go out and see this movie because it's it's Peter Dinklage. It's 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 fantasy musical. It's it's everything you want in a romance film. And then there's another film that's called The Lost City. Have you seen the trailers for this? Is no. that the one with Tom Holland? No, no, that's Uncharted. That's, oh, a, that's okay. a video game. Whoops. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Actually, scrap everything. No, don't scrap anything. But this is one that, like, you two, you two, this is, this is for us. This is, like, marketed towards us. So basically, The Lost City is starring Sandra Bullock. Yes! she is a romance novelist. Yes, I have seen it. Laura sent me the trailer. Did I? Because yes, I'm like, yeah, no, because it's like Channing Channing Tatum or something is like Channing Fabio. Tatum. Oh, and he like he legit thinks it's a rope, and she's yeah, yeah, like a romance yeah, yeah. No- novel, and it feels like it feels surreal, but it's actually really happening. Like she really gets kidnapped. It's yes. that, uh, Daniel Radcliffe's in it. Daniel like, Radcliffe is the yes. villain. He's the villain. Yes. I saw that trailer and I was like, shut your mouth. Just book talk. In a theater, talk. I will watch that. <laughs> oh my gosh. And so that, that 1000%, I'm very excited for that. Um, and honestly, for, in terms of like book releases, I'm just really excited for Crescent City too. I like, I know it sounds really like cheesy, but I just really need SJM in my life at least every year, if not twice a year. And I understand she works hard. I'm just simply asking. <laughs> um, uh, like Crescent City, it was our first like book-related episode, so it hits really close for us. Oh, gosh. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, the whole, mm-hmm. like, Danica, Bryce, like, we've always related so hard to those two characters. And, you know, you you know, because she's also working on the, the Hulu, Akatar stuff, it's I just you just know it's gonna be a while till we till we get that next Akatar book and that next obviously Crescent City three book. It's, yes, it's gonna be a while, and it doesn't sound cheesy. I mean, I know people have their own issues with her, and that's fine as well. But there's something to be said about an author that can bring so much unity for people, also, and so much emotion. Yeah. She's my favorite form of escape, and I'm so excited. I'm so well. Is there anything I should like be know? Well, you guys are more in the know than I am, to be really honest with you. Like, so, so what is the four one one? What should I be in the know of? What's going on? I don't know, Jess. What are we? We know nothing. Nobody tells us anything. We're not. What? No, like we don't. You know. You run a book book. <laughs> but yeah, also, you would. You... That's how I feel <laughs> as a book talker. People are like, "Well, what do you?" I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> We yeah, honestly, I, I think a lot of the times it's like, because the book podcast is really focused on fantasy, and I still consider myself new to the genre. Everything that we've kind of worked through, Laura, this has been like Laura's, like, her niche genre for I so long. I only read books I've already read. That's what like, I feel like. <laughs> she, I'm still like, oh, this this is happening. 
this is happening, you know? And some things are a little bit, like you said, formulaic than others. Um, so I feel like it's, I'm just playing catch up is what it feels like. Okay. 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 Then I'll tell you. Okay. okay so like, okay. Crescent City 2. I'm very excited for Crescent City 2. Gallant is the new book for V.E. Schwab. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's supposed to be like um, the secret garden mixed with um, Crimson Peak. You love secrets. That's your shit. I know. I know I do. And that's why I'm so excited. And then like, and also I love the Schwab and, um, and Holly Black. Her new one. Her new adult fantasy novel. I'm, I'm buying it the day it drops. Like the day it drops. Actually, I think I have it pre-ordered. I think I have it pre-ordered. <laughs> yeah. So those are like the big things that I'm waiting on. But yeah. Awesome. Did... Sorry, this is just a personal question. Uh, did you ever read the 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 Ninth House? Did, so did I'm ever... currently reading the Ninth House. Okay, okay. I'm reading like four books at the same time, but I'm only like a hundred pages in. Okay. Have you read the Ninth House? Yeah, no, I did. I read the Ninth House um, a, a while ago, and it was like way um, not what I was expecting uh, in a, in a good way, in a good way. Okay, um, it's a little slow for me at the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, yes, yes. Because she is, um, yes, yes. She's building towards something. I know it. Like I, I'm as a reader, I'm like, I know you're building something because everyone who reads this tells me they can't put it down. And so I know, and everyone, every time I say that to someone, they're like, just, just give, just, just, just give it what it needs to be given. And Labor Google has my. There's that little pinpoint. You're like, it's struggle, struggle, struggle. And then once you hit the stride, that's what you're waiting yeah. for. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is, uh, it's set in Yale, right? Am I, yeah. It's set in Yale, Jess. So like. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like, like, is it a secret? Is it like a secret yeah. society? Oh, that's my, I love a secret society. It's your society. shit. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, it, it, it's, every, it's everybody's shit. Every, it, it, it just, <laughs> you just have to like. You know, yeah, everyone would love this book. You, you just, just gotta chug along a little bit. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just one, of, it's just one of those things. And the the end is just like, well, bam. Um, yeah, that that is a personal question that I wanted to ask you. <laughs> and once I am done with it, now I know who I can message about oh, this. So. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. When do you find out about like which festivals, uh, like you'll definitely be? It's a rolling and it's a rolling thing. Okay. So there are festivals that I've been accepted into, but, and this is like a beautiful thing. I've been accepted to a lot of like European festivals, but I'm not going to fly to Europe on the drop of a hat. And also they're like, I got into Vienna. I got into the Vienna film festival, which was huge for me. It's a really big festival, but it all went online because the COVID numbers were surging. And then um, I didn't get into Sundance and I was really upset, but then Sundance went online and like canceled the festivals anyway and um and so that's basically like that like it's it's just really on like a case-by-case basis if they're gonna do it if they're not gonna do it i've attended festivals that have done it and they've done it in a really respectful manner of like you know mask let's be good everyone be vaccinated like all these things um so it is what it is but i will let you know as these things go um but yeah now i'm getting into like this like i'm getting to like the thick of like the big boys like the big festivals if that makes any sense and so yeah but it's like every month so every month i like wait every month i'm like okay well this month am i gonna get it or am i gonna not you have and- like your your 
deadline, your submission deadlines, and then mm-hmm. you get you have you the have to wait, deadlines yeah. that they have to nominate, and then they have the deadlines of to get this it. is when we announce and yeah. Just yeah. dance all around. And it's like a lot of like it's so funny. It's like this like thicker skin that I've had to develop that I thought I developed during like um acting and stuff, where it's like, you know, when you're an actor, you get rejected all the time. It's like, no, not a big deal. But um I think what happened here is that like with the festival circuit in this film, I was on like an uphill, like when I first made my film and started submitting into festivals, I was getting like accepted, 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 accepted. And I was like, whoa, it's amazing. And then December and January hit. And I, well, no, December, early January, I just got this like, and I got declined um, from a couple of the ones that I really, really wanted. And it was like this really weird experience of just like developing a thick skin in a different way, in a different format. Um, and I now kind of submitted myself, like I'm in full submission to whatever happens. Like, I just need to know that like, I've done everything I can do to promote my film. And that's all I can do. Like I meet with a festival programmer every single week and we talk about strategy and stuff like that. And like, uh, and so, yeah, it is what it is, but I get excited every time I get a yes. And I'm understanding and grateful every time I'm given a decline because at least I tried. Oh, that is at least you tried. That is amazing. And it's so important. There there are so many things that don't happen because people are afraid to try and they're like afraid, afraid of failure. So that is really important to put out there. Well, remember another Cinderella story. You lose every... I don't remember. I'm bad at baseball. You, you miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. You don't take. You don't take. That, oh, that is so true. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I feel like when you ask the universe, even if it doesn't give you something immediately, because you ask, the universe is like, oh, okay. I hear you. I see you. I see what you want. I'll give you something. In life, there's like, you know, there's like like an escalator, right? And there's like this obvious thing of like, well, you do this and then you become that. But if everyone is doing this, then the pool of people who get to become that is very small. Mm-hmm. And then there's a bigger pool of people who get stuck in these paths. So sometimes you have to create your own path to get there. And then you like sit there. Like I will listen to a lot of like directors talk about like what they do in the last 15 years, 20 years, blah, blah, blah. And like oftentimes it's like the most random shit. And just like, and, and that somehow brings them to where they needed to be today. And so well, how did she react? Because I'm I'm fairly certain that when you're like the narrator on a on a book series, like very rarely do you get recognized because like no one sees your face, you know? And so someone coming up to her and like not just saying, like, oh my god, I love your work, but like in the nature that you did, in the position that you are in, must have fucking been like the greatest day of her life. Like, like it's so funny to me that you were shaking going up to her. But like, I'm seeing it from her perspective, the recognition that like, that must have been like, imagine like her journey she's been on, like, imagine the journey of like, like her career to this point. Like, it's so wild. So obviously, fuck now, your besties. (laughs) And now you're, you're, you're two degrees or one degree away from, I guess one degree. Yeah. She's a you're direct, she's a direct link. Like she's like a direct link. Yeah. You're one degree. <laughs> oh, wait. I'm having a panic attack for you. I don't- I've had like, I still have, I go like, wait, like Laura and I were talking the other day and she said something and I was like, 
it didn't process. And she goes, and then, like, I just started crying. And I was like, I'm at Bryce. I'm, like, I, like, completely self-inserted um, for this second book. And I was like, she's like, I knew you didn't make the connection. <laughs> yeah, like, no, I was just like, just, okay, just, I, I know that you didn't emotionally make that connection yet, but I'm glad you make it. You got there. <laughs> wow, Sam. No, oh. but like, at, and at the same time, like, I have to give Laura all of the credit because, like, she was like, she didn't pushed do me, and I wouldn't. Yeah, but like, no, that is- I wouldn't have gotten into this world. I wouldn't have loved these characters who have so like changed my life if Laura didn't say. You need to read this. You need to read this by a certain day. And when I see <laughs> I did. you, I gave her a deadline. And when I see you, this is what I want to hear. So, like, I give her the credit. Wow! First of all, this is so gorgeous. This is so beautiful. And yeah, Laura, like, you did. Like, even even beyond, like, like you set up that 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 meeting and this beautiful connection with another human being. And like now, you have this gorgeous like tattoo and you're wearing like the sweatshirt and you're doing all these things like it, it's like look at like what you've gifted a human being you know what I mean like if you look at book structure if you look at story structure like the hero's journey in every single moment in life and this is like probably my favorite thing ever about vicious is that like in vicious he's like everyone's a hero everyone's a villain so like and I take that as like everyone's a protagonist and everyone's like um another one of these cre- creators on like the hero's journey basically because I felt this way for some friends of mine and I know that some friends of mine have been this for me but on the hero's journey there's a moment in, in everyone's life in which they're too scared to do the next thing and then there's that character that comes out of nowhere and is basically like the the person that like basically puts it in perspective of like you either do it or you don't you either do it or you don't and this is in every single story ever and in this moment you were that character for Jessica (laughs) and like that is such a cool connection and so congratulations to the two of you and to Akafe podcast (laughs) wow it's nice to tell other people that understand these little things that happen because when they happen and in, and it's just like Jess and I like like in isolation. It's like okay, well we can you know it's not it's a big deal, but it's not that big a deal. But like seeing your reaction, it's like oh wow, yeah, that really oh, maybe maybe that, it was, that was like a, yeah. <laughs> it's a huge deal. It's a freaking huge deal. Yes, and I'm so honored and blessed that you told me and that you like shared that with me, and then we get to gab about this and vibe about this because I feel the same way. Like I like yesterday yesterday i hit like past the sixty thousand mark on my like edit in my manuscript and i was so happy and i told my family about it and they're like that's amazing honey what does that mean <laughs> and they're like kind of like haven't you already finished the book like five times already and i was like it's called editing and they don't <laughs> understand and so it's like different when you're talking to like um like book readers and like writers and stuff like that and they're like oh my god that's amazing so you're just that much closer and like so cool blah blah, blah. it's like such a hurdle and like well, obviously it's not to the same degree of what you just said, but the point is like, it's nice when you get to talk to people who get it, who understand you and like, can like make you feel excited and make you feel warm. Yeah. Do you feel like the longer you have your work in your hands, like until you give it up, you're going to be like, I'm editing, I'm editing, I'm editing. Like until like the longer you hold on to any type of content, I would, I would think that. Well, what's funny is this, this is why I brought up earlier, like, um, the fact that I like started at like drafting, not drafting. I think you can actually say I'm starting to drafting this new concept for like mm-hmm. temporary novel is like, I sat there and I was writing it and it was happening so easily. I had this out of body moment where I was like, Oh my God, I could finish the first draft of this in a week. 
like I could finish this in a week. I, I feel it. Like I could do that. Like if I just dedicated the next like couple of days, wow. And I had this like out of body moment at my desk where I was like, I could finish this. I could finish this and I could like, like start querying very quickly. And I was like, this is so weird to me because with Diagnore, I'm like, nobody look at it. Nobody touch it. I'm going to re- rewrite this and rewrite this and rewrite this. And I think it's because I have more of like, um, I feel like I put more pressure on myself for like developing a fantasy world. Cause I've never done that before. Um, and I love fantasy that like, I look at my own writing, like a reader and I'm like, oh, like, this isn't what I want. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't like, and then I get in my own head, but with like a contemporary romance, I can be a lot more like um, kinder to it. And I can be like, well, this is more human. There's a thing I have to make up. This is just like, like, there's no like um, fantastical, like, you know, political system I have to cultivate or like how people like drink water. I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? Like whatever fantasy things are. Um, It's just real life. And so not that I think contemporary is easier. It just happened to me. This one story that I'm writing just is, is coming about much more easier. So I feel less, a lot less like um, precious about it than I do with Dagmore. Dagmore, I feel very like, I'm very scared for the day that I put it out because then I'm no longer, so I read a quote somewhere, somewhere that I don't remember who said it, but it was like, you're never really done writing. You just have a deadline. Does that make any sense? And that so, absolutely makes sense. Yeah. I feel like I'm going to feel like that forever. So do you feel that you might be more protective of Diagmore because you started it when you were a child? Yes. 1000% high. Um, <laughs> I will cancel my therapist for this week now. (laughs) I was was like, wow. Yeah. I, yeah. (laughs) Because I have all my like childhood hopes and dreams attached to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's, there's a lot of you as a child that is in there. And even though you said you lost a lot of it and you found your journal and you got a lot back, um, being vulnerable enough to like put yourself in that space to rework that story that way brings up all that childhood and it's inevitable that you put it back in exactly wow wow yes whereas this other one i'm kind of like oh this is fun and people would like this mm-hmm. yeah. yeah great have a good time this one is like i feel naked you're gonna see me <laughs> um but yeah i can't wait for yeah that. yeah i know i want I the first like... i want the first i want to be part of the pre-order i just want like give, give, all give me all the content yes Yes. If you don't think like, that, like so mm. respectfully, like, <laughs> like you're crazy. yeah, I know. Like we're grateful for like everything and anything. And when we love a story, it's like when you see people who are like not even arc readers; they're the beta readers, and you're like, they get all the stuff that's not edited out. Like I'm so jealous of that. That's so like, wild. That's why I'm jealous of like beta readers. <laughs> it's not the early access. It's they got they got you know when people talk about Sarah and then they find out she deleted a scene, but like. You want like every little morsel that like your favorite people create, you know, it's not enough. Wow. I think that's in the, the imposter syndrome in me where I'm like, I don't view it that way. I view it as like, oh, I'm so sorry. Like, I'm so sorry that I'm like tasking you, like reading this like work before it's done. Like I'm, I'm if you hate it, that's totally fine. Whereas like I have a beta reader selected my, my friend, Hannah, who is not my friend. We don't like in, in person, but she's my friend. Um, I met her through the throne of glass like um i met her through the throne of glass reactions and then she watches the podcast i make with my friend belize and we all just like clicked like me her and belize we clicked and she's just so neutral and i was like um 
Hannah, would you beta read for me? Like, is that something that's com- that you'd be comfortable with? Because I'm very like that. I'm very like, like I didn't, I'm not even letting Belize beta read. Like I'm not letting, like I, I wanted someone that knows me, but that is so neutral to me mm-hmm. that could tell me the truth. And so this is just this girl named Hannah in Ohio who's going to beta read for me. And she was like, absolutely. I'm on it. I'm, I'll do it. But and, you need that on it. Like as a creator, mm-hmm. like, especially like exactly. we've spoke about earlier when you're like, you thrive on that constructive criticism because you're like, great. Tell me how I could, that's great that you're going to like fluff me up, but like, that's not going to make me better. That's not going to make exactly. the, uh, the work better. So like how, what are those next steps? Yeah. And I also didn't want to ask anyone I knew knew because I didn't want to be annoying because I didn't want to be like, did you read it yet? Mm-hmm. Did you, are you done? I know you're, are you done? Good. I need it back. You know what I mean? Like no pressure, but you, you did say you'd beta read. So, like, so I just didn't want to do it. <laughs> And it's really exciting, too, because, um, like, Jess, you and I cannot be, like, casual fans of things, right? Like, we, we are not casual fans of anything. Yeah. Uh, so it is really wonderful that um, social media and book talk specifically has enabled, I, I'm going to say us, but, like, us, the community, to find each other so that, like, not only do we recognize each other on like book talk and, and and everything but we like each other we get along we are like creators we're putting stuff out there and not only are we like actively supporting right like like hyping you know like yes like please what like all, all good things right but that it it isn't like a toxic positivity circle either it's like really genuine and yeah. i i don't see that in like kind of other situations um but the people and community that um that i have found just i'm speaking for you i shouldn't um it is just a really positive lovely supporting group that i am just really grateful for me too me well 1000 every word you just said is what i tell my boyfriend and my friends and my mom is like, and and my family knows my family kind of sees the way you just perceived. And I'm really grateful. Can I just give one little like comment shout out to an author you guys just interviewed because she's a very lovely person. And I really want to say this in terms of like, just background of book talk, speaking of just like supportive, a person who I've never met in person, but that you guys have interviewed and talked with Amber Nicole the the writer of the book of she is a cheerleader i mean the most beautiful person i've never had the pleasure to physically meet she messaged me out of nowhere talking about the universe talking about timing all these things i was in the middle of editing i was reading my book the imposter syndrome came in and i was like oh my god i don't like this like what am i doing i i paused tell me how in the minute that i paused i got a dm and it was amber and out of nowhere, we weren't talking about anything beforehand. This was literally, she just said it out of nowhere. She'd never done this before. She's always very supportive. But it was a really, really, really nice thing. And I responded and I was like, Amber, I'm on my computer right now. I'm editing. Like, how did you do that? Um, so it's just really wild. It's just really wild. She's wonderful. I, I mean, everybody that we, so got, wonderful. we get to speak to and we've grown our our friendships because you know that's what it feels like at this point like it's not it's it's beyond oh there's this person that i know on social media like yeah. it's genuine friendships and genuine connections like i just don't friends. feel like like yeah we had like this whole like 
here's our intro. Here's Literary Libra. But like to us, we're like, this is our friend. Like we get to, we get to take time out of our Saturdays to kind of hang out with our friends. And it's, it's I get I get looked thing. so forward to Saturday. You have no idea. I was like, oh my god, yay! <laughs> yeah. I don't. We didn't want to be like. Hey, hey, you're still on, right? You know? Oh, I'm a But like, I'm, I need you to like, if, if I can convey this with my eyes, with my soul, with my being, I, every day I was like looking forward for Saturday. Every day. I was so excited. I messed up my makeup twice getting on here. I was like, oh no. I, I felt like I was going on like a, like, like a, amazing. you know, like friendship dates where you're like, what are you wearing? Yes. What are you wearing? Are you getting cute? Like, yes. <laughs> No, just a cute top and jeans. Um. Right. <laughs> but yes, I, I'm so otherworldly grateful that I got to meet you guys and that I know you. And then, I don't know, it's just, it's so beautiful. It's a beautiful phase of life. It's a beautiful new chapter. It's a beautiful new, like, I said this, the reason I said phase of life is because I said this, like, back when I moved back to LA, I said something in one of my videos where I was like, I realized, you know how everyone's like, oh, this is a new chapter. I feel like, I didn't start a new chapter. I feel like I closed a whole book and like started a new one. And it's like so gorgeous. And I love what I'm rewriting and what I'm writing in these fresh blank pages. And I'm so, it's so gorgeous. And I'm grateful that I get to put you guys in these pages and be in your pages and stuff of that nature. Well, I want to be very clear and I will convey with my eyes. Um, (laughs) This this um podcast is a way for you to shine so you are on this episode now if later on you would like to come back and talk about something i would love to (laughs) it is it is open like this is like a standing thing say the word i will one thousand percent um, take you up on this. And once I get closer and closer to these things, I would love to do this. And also if you want to talk film and all these things, I would love to talk. Um, it's just in general, I'm really, really grateful. And I, please know I will, I will reach out. And so please reach out to me as well. But yes, thank you for giving me this kindness and thank you for being my friends. And just thank you. I'm just, I'm very grateful. Oh, love you. Um, so let's let's officially wrap up our recording. Um, Samantha, do you have do you have like a little anything you want to send off? Well, obviously, like thank you so much for listening to this very long podcast. <laughs> I hope you had as much fun as the three of us had. I had an incredible time being here. Um, the Poppy Fields Diagnomore will be coming out later this year, so please keep a lookout on that. You can read the Wattpad chapter that is currently out it is linked on my instagram and on my tiktok page which is literary libra my instagram is my actual legal name and once i get closer to actually having a established novel of this contemporary romance the people that are listening to this are the first ones who will ever have heard of it so literally beyond before my family so there is that (laughs) um and yeah you are in very good company thank you jessica and laura you are probably the brightest shiniest most honest presenting people i have been able to meet in a really long time and you really made my saturday thank you (laughs) 
So thanks for listening. And as you know, please feel free to follow us on Instagram, Acafe Podcast. But more importantly, make sure to follow our friend Samantha, also known as Literary Libra, on TikTok and Samantha Ferrand on Instagram. You could also find Laura and I both on TikTok as well at Acafe Laura and Acafe Jessica. Thanks for listening and we'll hear from you all soon. Thanks. Bye.